Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Celtic state of mind. I'm Paul John Dykes, and I'm sitting in a very dry and comfortable studio in Dalkeith. I'm joined by Liam Carrigan, who is in a very warm and sunshine-strewn Japan, by the looks of it. Um, but I tell you what, what an effort for every single Celtic fan going to the game this afternoon. It's something of a washout, Liam. Aye, I've, um, I was. Uh, I saw some of the pictures that people have been sharing around, and. Uh... Reminiscent of the uh, the floods in Kirk and Tillich in 1994, which back in the day actually wiped out my family's business at the time. It was a that was a real nasty one. So I hope that whatever happens today, football aside, everybody's all right. You know, um, not exactly because I mean it's just it's been torrential and um, incessant for so long that uh, you know the, these things can turn pretty nasty pretty quickly as well. Obviously, the teams are out, Liam. Before we get stuck into the the uh, starting to loving of both sides and having a look ahead to this afternoon's encounter at Celtic Park, I just want to thank everybody um, who came along to Don Max last night uh, to see Axon Live with the one and only Chris Sutton. And I say the one and only Chris Sutton, Liam, because there is no one quite like this man for wit. He has a cutting sense of humour. I was saying to you before we just came on, Sometimes I know I'm leading myself into getting an absolute pasting from him, but you do it anyway. Mm. And he can do it in such a way that you still, you know, like him uh, afterwards. Yeah. He's a very good, and by the way, at the very end, when everything was done, everything was said and done, he stood up, took the mic, and just spoke to the Celtic fans and, and told the Celtic supporters in the room how much the Celtic support means to him. And you know what? It's genuine. It is not lip service yeah. when it comes from Chris, is it? 
No, I mean, that's the thing. Um, I think that, you know, I think we've got a similar character now in the team in, 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 in Joe Hart. You know, a guy who, not raised on Celtic, probably didn't know that much about us before he came to us, but is very much part of the family now, and that is Chris Sutton. Um, and it, it's great, especially a player from coming from England with as high a profile as he had. And, you know, it's very easy when you come from there to be quite dismissive of Scottish football, even back then when we had a lot of money. Um, but he he has been nothing but respectful towards Celtic. He's slated some other teams, which we won't talk about. But uh, no, he's always been absolutely brilliant about Celtic and criticises us when we're due it as well. That's the thing. He's not a Chris Boyd. You know, he will he will call us out when he thinks we're not doing things right. And I respect him for that. Mm-hmm. I do remember him being on the radio calling someone out for being a cheerleader um, and I think you're right, Chris doesn't do that I remember two cases in particular in fact, I would throw probably Neil Lennon into that into that category it got to the point where Chris decided obviously, you know, it's his pal it's his teammate, etc, there's a relationship a friendship there but he was mm-hmm. still professional enough to criticise him I think he criticised Craig Gordon uh, previously and also Ronnie Dyler um, when he was in charge of Celtic. So, yes, absolutely fantastic night. Got to thank everybody for coming along because what it does is it gives you an opportunity, Liam, to put a face to a lot of these names that you see mm. in the comment section. And those people meet each other for the first time as well. So it does, it, it gave me a, and it's not a cliched thing, it did give me a proper community. I say it's a community, people are coming over. Uh, and big shout out to Aldo, um, who we see popping up on the socials as well. Had a good chat with him and many, many others. So thank you all for coming. Last wee bit before we get into the game, we took along a jersey. Now, what happened, Liam, was uh, a gentleman came to, he, he wished to remain anonymous. He came to the, the studio here in Dalkeith and he had two gifts for us, right? And the gifts that he brought along had been his two retirement gifts. So he, he retired, he came out of retirement, he retired a second time. And all his office pals knew that he was a mad Celtic fan, so they bought him two really outstanding gifts. And he actually donated both of them years later to us for wee Jamie Tierney. Um, one of them, yeah, unbelievable. So one of them went last night and we took it to the gig. Now, no matter what it is, Liam, I think to myself, I don't want to push these things because I know people, it's tough financially. I don't want to push it. I don't want it to go daft. But I could not stop two people from bidding on an item last night. And there was a bidding war, and it went right oh. up to three thousand pounds. Three. Oh, brilliant! Brilliant for wee Jamie. So thank you everybody for getting involved. Um, just this, the whole strength of the community, great vibe. There was absolutely a brilliant atmosphere last night, and hopefully we can uh, go into today's game with that same kind of positivity. Stephen Sloan, um, quick off the mat this morning. Stephen Hatati has been poor this season. And it keeps getting picked. What does that say about home to Moki and Bernardo? Right, I'm going to pick up on this uh, rather than going uh, chronologically. Let's start with Hatati because I have been defending him. Um, would I play him today? Yes, he was in my predicted 11. Is that based on form? No, it's not. It's based on what we think or we know he is capable of doing. I still think even with, with the talent that Stephen has mentioned there, I would still at this moment pick Hatati, get him to play through this patch, Liam, and we will see the best of Hatati coming through, I believe. Yeah, I mean, unless a player is carrying an injury, the only way that you're going to shake off bad form is to keep playing until the form turns good. So, yeah, I totally agree. Um, When he's at the top of his game, which he hasn't been recently by his own admission, um, Hatati's a better player than any of those three. 
That you know, there's no question about that. And obviously, Brendan Rodgers sees that, which is why he's still picking him, um, mm-hmm. even when his form has dropped. Whereas with other players, like, and I don't mean to single him out, but for example, David Turnbull, he had a couple of good games, got a run. As soon as his form dropped off, he's out the team again. Yeah. Um, you have mm-hmm. to be ruthless with these things sometimes. And I think Brendan realizes that Hatati is a pretty special talent. He just has to get that talent to work for him in his new system. Mm-hmm. No, I think you're right. There's a transition period here for Hatati, um, and it hasn't clicked yet. Absolutely. I, I agree with that part that Stephen says that it's no click yet for Hatati. There's been a couple of occasions that I think he's been unlucky. Let's look at the fact that right, he didn't start the season um, as, a, as a starter. You said Turnbull did. He's not in the squad today. That's quite interesting, yeah. Liam, because, I mean, unless something's happened between Wednesday and today in terms of an injury, a muscle strain, I'm sure we'll find out about that. He's out the squad. Bernardo came on. We spoke about it the other day. We cameo appearance from Bernardo. He does. He looks very accomplished. You know. It, you know. He, he picked the ball up fully confidence. He was trying to make things happen. But we've not seen much of him, to be fair. Awata. I'm a big fan, Liam. I've said it time and time again. I think his best position is in that holding midfield role. Um, he's probably going to find it difficult to get a a run of games in that position. To be fair, but he's adaptable and he's got that. Um, versatility to go into the centre-half position. He played there in the Scottish Cup final and he's played right back in, in the pre-season. So I, I think he's a very useful player. And then home, Home's one of these guys I think he's got huge potential. He's got bags of talent and uh, I just think this season is really an introductory season for him. He'll get a few starts but I, I can't see him being a, a, a consistent starter for, for Brendan. So Hatati starts and he starts in that midfield three or alongside Cal McGregor and the player who I think has been our best, most consistent performer and most improved performer this season, Matt O'Reilly. And that for me is the strongest midfield, Liam. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I agree with you. Matt O'Reilly has been our best player so far this season on form. Um, and it's really, really encouraging to see that he's finally adding goals to his game as well which was always the missing element, I, I felt. Um, you know, last season, people were saying, oh, he's not had a great season. He, he, his assist stats were incredible. Mm-hmm. He just wasn't getting that many goals. But, you know, he was trying shots. He was getting into positions. It just wasn't quite clicking for him. And now it is. And it's it's great to see. And because anybody who's ever met him or met his family will tell you what a lovely guy, what a lovely family he comes from. And it's great to see a guy like that made good especially at Celtic. I, I think when you look back, and obviously Peter Grant talks a lot about um, his time working with Matt O'Reilly uh, and Maurice Jens, remember him, um, mm. when he was a coach at Fulham. And I think there's been a point in his career where he's made a very bold decision, has O'Reilly, and he's done it for footballing reasons, not money, not chasing the glory. And that was when he had a, a contract offer on the table from Fulham. He decided not to take it because he was looking at his chances of first-team football and he thought they were pretty slim. Yes, he ended up at MK Dons and the rest, as they say, is history, but there was a period of time there, Liam, he was without a club. And I remember um, either hearing or reading an interview with him where he's talking about that uncertainty in that period. Um, You know, you've got the pandemic where he's training on his own, Um, but he made a bold decision, and I think that speaks volumes for the type of character that Matt O'Reilly is. I think he's hugely ambitious, um, and I think he'll, he'll get there because of that, the the work rate, that support 
system that he's got built around him. JP last week, it was fantastic on Thursday. JP shared with us the fact that he had bumped into uh, Matt O'Reilly's parents at a gig and uh, they were talking about the fact that actually they recognise JP from a Celtic state of mind. So there you go. <laughs> um, but he's got that support um, network round about him. He, he seems to me to have his feet on the ground. A lot of these players, and understandably, by the way, early 20s, they get a, you know, a bit of attention and all this kind of stuff, and it can go to their head before you know it. You know, And, and this has been said on Axon before, if their head's out the building, their feet can follow. Matt seems to have his feet on the ground, and I think Rodgers is the perfect foil for him. He's a perfect mentor. Even if it only extends his Celtic career for a season, Liam, I think mm. that he's made the right decision in staying here. And we're going to see the best of him this season. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, look, I'm not going to, for a second, diminish anything that Ange accomplished while he was here because it was phenomenal and it was thoroughly entertaining and I wish him well what he's doing now. But, yeah, Matt O'Reilly was one player that I think he didn't quite get the best out of. And Brendan Rodgers has obviously taken a different style, a different approach to how to manage him. And mm -hmm. Matt O'Reilly's thriving on it. You know, sometimes, I mean, it's the same in any line of work. You know, if you're, you know, every, you know, my line of work as an English teacher every year, like the, the staff at the schools get rotated. And I'm like, if, I, if they bring in a new principal and he's a, you know, he's a tube, what am I going to do? You know, that, that's the, that's the kind of dread. But with a footballer, it's the same, you know, because mm -hmm. every time a new manager comes in, you're like, is he going to rate me or is he not? What am I going to do about it? You know? No, absolutely. You know, and I think there's been examples of that. Um, even when, you know, Ange comes in and I think he got his best or certainly the most consistent performances out of somebody like Tommy Rogic. Um, I don't think Tommy Rogic played particularly well. This is not a dig at Neil Lennon. I mean, we all know the achievements of the man. I just don't think that Rogic was as good under Lenny. So it happens time and time again. And people are maybe sitting there saying, well, you're maybe getting the best out of O'Reilly, but you're not getting the best out of Hatati. So there is a balance there as well. What about the third midfielder then? Callum McGregor, the captain, the man who famously now uh, Rogers wanted to meet before he agreed uh, on taking the job, Liam. How good a season is... Callum McGregor having because I know that in the beginning he was he was under some criticism. He's well, I think much like the rest of the team, he's found his feet as have the rest of the players. And yeah, it I I said to, I said on I can't remember if you were on the show that week or not, but the Tuesday before we went to Ibrooks, I said, look, all the criticism of McGregor, all the criticism of the manager all the kind of unrest and angst, it all goes out the window if we win on Sunday. Mm -hmm. And it did. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that is exactly what happened. And that's all you need is that one good result. And the nature that we did it as well, you know, we got the, you know, we got the early goal and we ground out the result, um, you know, severely weakened in terms of personnel as well. Let's not forget. Yeah. And that, built character, it built strength, and I think it built unity within the team as well. Um, I think that was the first game to me where I'm like, this is Brendan Rodgers as Celtic again. Yeah. I can yeah. I can see I can see where we're going here. And it's and it's a good place. I think the unity uh, part of that is absolutely key. Um CJ, welcome back to the show. CJ would have dropped a tatty today. He really needs a performance. Listen I don't disagree with it. I just, uh, you know, I, I tend to go with Liam's take on it with regards to playing out of bad form. The only way you can do it is play out of it. 
Uh, and I think that will happen. He's obviously not become a bad player. Certain things he's maybe getting asked to do are different than what he was used to under Ange Postecoglou. But I think he's got the quality to come through it. Uh, here, here's an update. Delmarnock Station is a canal. Uh, might be a small crowd. I'm sure the crowd will be affected today by the, the bad weather. Um, the reason I'm bringing this up from Anthony Aiken, Dunfermline 8-1 game on uh, a nice warm-up. I remember that game well. And also, Lloyd Patrick Jepson, our very own, had the audacity last night to wear a white top with black candy stripes, right? Which oh, was no. reminiscent of an old Dunfermline kit from the 60s. <laughs> Obviously, Chris Sutton <laughs> did pick up on it and thanked him for wearing it for his benefit, which was just typical, oh, Chris. No. Brilliant. Hail, hail <laughs> troops from Sonny. Uh, Mikon- is it Mykonos? Mykonos, I think. Mykonos. Is there not a beer yeah. or something named Mykonos? Is that right? Mythos. Mythos. All right. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't yeah. think. Yeah. Sorry. And I've uh, got the match sorted on the telly. Here we go. Enjoy it, Anthony. I know you would uh, normally be there. And Jungle Lion is also um, a 38 degree first Ventura. How's the rain? Well, I can hear it. I can hear it on the roof out there, but uh, I think most people who are at the game are going to be drenched. Paddy Lavery, always an absolute pleasure to see you, sir. And Ewan, who was there last night with his brothers, um, another great night last night meeting Chris Sutton, who was on top form he was, and always brilliant to meet so many Axomers too. This is what I love, because over the period now, uh, live streaming for over three years, you see the names, you think you get to know the, the cut of their jib, but it's brilliant to meet them. It's brilliant to meet all you guys. So thanks, everybody, for turning up. We've had a look at the midfield. Let's go to the, the back line there. And that's been the area of the team that Brendan Rodgers has not had the luxury of you know, picking a consistent defence. Um, and of course, today, who returns but Cameron Carter-Vickers? And there were plenty of words spoken in relation to what happens when Carter Vickers comes back, who plays alongside him. I'll tell you something, Skills deserves that place today, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. If it's on form and it's, you know, Phillips, Lagabielka or or Scales, it's Scales all day long. Um, I, I believe he's been called up by the Ireland team as well for his uh, recent performances. Yes. So that is, that is a fantastic achievement for a guy who was let's face it, in the wilderness in regards to Celtic a couple of months ago, is now getting an international call-ups. That, that's, that's just absolutely superb, and I'm so pleased for him. As much as I... Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm still not sure if ultimately he's going to prove to be what we need. I think that for the time being, he's doing, he's doing what he's being asked to do to the very best of his ability, and it's really good to see. Um, it's, it's he, said, he said it himself. He said it himself. Give, he wants to give Brendan a difficult choice to make. 
Mm-hmm. And that's that's the perfect attitude for a guy who knows he's only in the team because of injuries, but he's grabbing the opportunity with both hands. Yes, and and he's so humble with it, Liam. When you hear him speaking, he knows that he's been given a golden opportunity here, and he's totally maximising it. That's what he's doing. So we're sitting here, and again, there's an omission on that bench because Lagerbjelk's not on there. So that was a surprise for me. You, you don't have Lagerbjelk. You don't have Turnbull. Um, there might be injuries that we're unaware of. Let us know in the comments section if anything has been mentioned about those two players. But perhaps Brendan is looking at Lazio, the, the game against Lazio, and he's saying, right, Phillips was a big part of that match. He played an hour. So mm. he's ahead of Lagerbjelk in the pecking order. Carter Vickers mm. is just back, and despite the fact he made a mistake in the game that ultimately led, led to their, their winner, he is our best centre-half by a distance. Yeah. And when he's fit, he's got to play. And then you've got Scales and you say, well, Scales, you cannot drop him. His form's brilliant. And like you say, it's gone full circle and he's now in that squad of Stephen Kenny's for the games coming up against Greece and Gibraltar. And I hope, I really hope that he, he gets a game or two and they do well. I always want Ireland to do well, obviously, but I would love to see Scales doing well at that level um, as well. So you're then looking at, Iwata and thinking, right, okay, so he can also play centre-half. So I could understand it, Liam, if Lagerbjelk has actually been left out for that reason, if he's not injured. Yeah, I mean, you've also got to ask, where where does Yuki Kobayashi fit into this? Because he's just, he's completely out of the picture now. Yeah. Um, he, he is now basically where Liam Scales was in, in August. So it's kind of, it's gone full circle there. Um, and I really, uh, it's a shame, but, you know, like you say, it's about how players are play, performing at the moment and Scales is there until somebody comes back fully fit who's better than him. Yeah. And at the moment, Lagabielke has not done enough to show that and I don't think Phillips has either. No. No, I mean, it's ruthless, this game, isn't it? It really yeah. is. It's so unforgiving. I mean, you look at the, the squad and we've got, if you want to include a Wata in it, we've got eight uh, players who can play centre-half. Stephen Wells, so unlucky. He signs that new deal, he gets injured. We're, we're in the midst of an injury crisis. We sign an emergency centre-half. And uh, Kobayashi was the guy last season that, you know, Ange Postacoglu identified that we needed backup for the central defensive area, which had been so good and so much part of the backbone of his success with Starfelt and Vickers. And he brings in Kobayashi. And for anyone who has any doubts as to who identified him, you know, I'm, I'm going to take it for granted here, Liam. That was an Ange-identified player. He knows that market so well. And you spoke so highly of him. He's not become a bad player. It's just sometimes these moves don't work. It could be he's not suited to the, the speed of the game, the, the the culture of the game, or even the culture of Scotland. Who knows? But it, it, at the moment, he's not done enough, has he? Things are Things are improving for Japanese players coming to Europe. It used to be maybe one in three or one in four would actually make the grade. Now mm-hmm. it's more like, it's more the other way. It's more like maybe three out of every four make the grade. But you still have those ones who, either through bad luck with injuries or lack of confidence or homesickness, um, you know, they don't settle in Europe and it doesn't quite work for them. You know, we've already had that with Idiguchi. We had mm-hmm. it with Koki Mizuno years ago. Um and unfortunately, it looks like we're heading that way with Yuki Kobayashi at the moment, although I really, really hope I get proved wrong on that one. Um, but yeah, it's a particular sort of quirk to Japanese players um, is that because, I mean, 
look, a lot of the stuff people say about Japan is exaggerated about how diff different it is, but it's not that different, right? They they like a beer, they like the football the same as we do, right? But at the end of the day, oh, sorry, you don't drink beer, but you get my point. Um, <laughs> but the uh, you know, it is a very different culture, and it's a very different. It was very difficult for me to acclimatize when I first moved here. So I imagine going to a place like Scotland, especially if you don't speak English, it's going to be doubly difficult. I at least knew a wee bit of Japanese before I moved here. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, it, it's a difficult situation and I feel sorry for the guy because I know, knowing the type of player that he was in the J League, it's not going to be lack of effort. It's definitely not lack of ability. Mm. It's it's something, I think it's something up here. You know? Yeah, I, I don't think that Rangers game, when was that now? That was the 13th of May, wasn't it? The, the game that mm. he, he just didn't perform. He looked as though he was bullied a wee bit. And, and listen, at the end of the day, the game played no part in the destination of the title. But it's one of the games that's it's just stuck in the memory. Kobayashi went into that having played something like six matches for Celtic. It was um, his fifth start. Uh, his first game against Rangers. It's at Ibrox. And it just didn't work out for him. My only concern really is during a period of a season, you could have three or four months when several players are just not in the picture, Liam. And we've got that at the moment with Kobayashi. Mm. Others that you would throw into that mix would be guys like Kwon, who hasn't really mm. played, um, James McCarthy, who's not playing. And, you know, it opens up that discussion about what do you do with these guys? They're not going to go out and loan because we're out of a transfer window. There needs to be games. You've got to give them games somehow, even if it's bounce matches. Um, I mean, Air United, apparently, by the way, that game is up on the YouTube, Air United's YouTube. If you want to check out guys like Tilio and Kwon and Kobayashi, they all played in that testimonial the other week. You know, I just think it's cruel to allow a player to stagnate. You need to give them game time. And in turn, it's going to build up their confidence as well, Liam. It's, it's, it's a double-edged sword, unfortunately, because... Uh... On one hand, teams like Celtic and and Rangers, right, to pl to compete in Europe and to continue challenging domestically, they need a big squad. You need a you know a good like, sort of twenty five man squad to do to do that. But then, what do you do with the guys who can't play? Mm -hmm. You need a reserve league, right? You need you need a reserve league. But unfortunately. The other clubs in the Premier League at the moment are so strapped for cash, they're all getting by with 17, 18-man squads. Yeah. And then a bunch of youth players. And it's like, you know, they they can't financially sustain a big enough squad for there to necessitate a reserve league. So I don't know what we do about it, but that is, that's the unfortunate quandary that we're in. We've got two clubs that would really benefit from having a reserve league and possibly Aberdeen, Hearts and Hibs would maybe be able to do it as well. Mm -hmm. But you don't have enough teams in the league with enough players to necessitate a, a reserve league, unfortunately. No, you know, you're spot on. And as well as having the extra um, outlay for wages on a bigger squad, I think running a reserve team, I remember at the time where it was Kai Bosch, running a reserve team cost a five-figure sum annually. Mm -hmm. So for Celtic, Rangers, some of these other clubs, Okay, they can work that into the uh, the balance sheet. A lot of the smaller clubs just can't do it, so there must yeah. be another way around it. Uh, Chris Murray says Chris Sutton loves a good wind up, love him for it. Yes, <laughs> there was a few. Yeah, there was a bit of that going on last night. And uh, Franny Weldon, Shettleston boy up north. Afternoon, Paul and Liam. I reminded, great to see you as always, uh, Francie. I reminded uh, Chris that 
Um, there was a specific uh, Chelsea fan who called him the worst signing in Chelsea's history. So Chris <laughs> had a wee bit to say about that as well, which was a good Yes, point. a certain man who collected his P45 earlier this week. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. Or he <laughs> will collect it as soon as his employer can pay up his contract. That's right. Are they not still working on the last one? Uh, yes. I think we'll give McInnes and his team a scalping today. I think that we've got it in us to do it. Um, it would put a lot of doubts um, at ease, I think, because people are thinking that domestically, yeah, we're getting through these games and we're winning the games, and that's obviously important. We haven't seen a vintage performance yet under Brendan Rodgers, have we? I mean, I think that's why the Lazio game the other night is disappointing as it was. When you look at the performance, Liam, it was probably the best performance of the season. Yeah, you know, unfortunately, I think that... that result makes it very difficult for us to get out of that group now because I, I do I still maintain that was our best chance of taking three points at home was against them. Um but yeah plenty of encouraging signs that the team is coming together. And you know come on look so, so, some of the fans might share similar politics but they're not Lazio you know? <laughs> 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 now, uh, the, what I've seen after the game as well is uh, a bit of criticism in relation to Greg Taylor. Seeing it coming back, I don't know if it's a default setting whereby we get beaten Europe, therefore Taylor's not good enough at that level. Uh, he, he was certainly targeted, I felt, and, and I thought we showed it up pretty well. I thought skills was brilliant at, at kind of covering Taylor. Um, see, going into a game like today, Johnson and Taylor, for me, Absolutely, one hundred percent confident in both of those fullbacks, Liam. Yeah. Um, what is it with the European thing? Do you think it's a physical thing with Taylor? Um, do you do you think that it's overblown this this feeling that he's not good enough at that level? See, I I don't think Taylor had a bad game. I really no. don't. We, you know, then I mean, you said yourself it was Carter Vickers that made the mistake that led to the winning goal, and we know what a great player he is, and he's definitely good enough for Champions League level, no question, right? when he's fully fit and when he's fully match sharp, etc., which he wasn't the other night. Um, no, I think it's just a case of we get beat. We got beat in a very, uh, very sort of unfair, unjust way by a team that we are, we absolutely despise. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people are hurting. And unfortunately, Greg Taylor's an easy target for that anger. And I get it, right? I get it. You want to blame somebody when we get beat. But I don't think Greg Taylor's the man to blame. I really don't. I don't. You know, he, he was all right the other night. He wasn't outstanding. He wasn't man of the match or anything. But I don't think he had a particularly bad game. Lazio did clearly target him. But like you say, with that's the advantage Scales gives you by being the left-sided um, centre back is that he mm-hmm. can step in to support Taylor when need be. And that showed the other night for large parts of the game, I thought. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Now, the other the other change that a lot of people are discussing in the comments field is, of, of course, uh, a starting berth for uh, your man, Palma. I thought, you know, he came on and Yang didn't have a, the best of games. Palma came on and made a positive kind of difference, or we thought he did. He was almost the match winner. He deserves his starting a loving place today, doesn't he, Liam? Yeah. Great contribution on in midweek. Fantastic contribution last weekend as well. With you know, beautiful goal. Um, yeah, I, I've I've only we've only seen a little bit of him, but I really like what I've seen of him so far, and I'm excited to see him do more. Yang the other night reminded me of, and I can't remember the team. You have to refresh my memory here, but who was it that Abada played against in his first 
Champions League game and had an absolute shocker. Our first European game, whenever it was, it was like a, it was like a, a rabbit in the headlights. And I think you know, Real Madrid. Got, aye, got I think at half time. Yeah. Aye, aye. And I think that it was a similar thing for Yang the other night. He's a young boy. He's confident. He's obviously got the ability, but I think just a wee bit of a oh my god, I'm playing in the Champions League, you know. And <laughs> when you're playing in front of like two or three thousand a crowd in the K League six months ago, it's kind of it's a bit of a culture shock, you know. <laughs> you're right, and I think we can build him in. We can build him up to that to that kind of level. I think his performance against Motherwell wasn't great. He seemed to uh, take a lot of flat from the the Motherwell fans, and I'm not sure he knew how to deal with that. Um, yeah. And then it, it seemed to continue into this, and like you say, it's a big occasion and um, everything that's going on around that. Forever and ever, Celtic actually thinks Taylor was better than uh, Johnson the other night. But you know that that is going by some of the criticism we've seen. I do think we need to strengthen in the, the left back position. We've seen it all season and last season. Um, and if they're then better than Taylor, great. But he certainly needs a challenge in that area because Bernabe's another yeah. player now, Liam. Bernabe's you know, falling into that category we spoke about earlier of guys who are now stagnating. They're not getting games, so we need to somehow uh, deal with that. Finally, before we go to reaction, Liam, give me a prediction for today's uh, encounter against Kilmarnock. Um, I think it will be uh, quite a stuffy game at the start. Um, I think the conditions will suit Kilmarnock more than they'll suit us. Um, but uh, ultimately, I think we'll be one up by half time and we'll run out 3 0 winners in the end. Lovely. I would love to see it. We will be back at half time, Liam and I. Uh, thank you all for your contributions in the comments section. Join us again at half time. And thank you to Liam Carrigan for joining me on a Celtic State of Mind. Network.